Okay, let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 3 this morning. Acts 3, we'll begin reading in verse 1. I'd like to talk to you about the mighty name of Jesus today and using that name. We've been given the privilege to use the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the country church. I thank you, Lord, for Pastor Rich and Fran and all the members here and everyone that attends and every life that's been touched and will be touched by you. I thank you for all the young people. And I thank you for the glorious future that you have written for this church and for its people and for each life. Now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would anoint and help us to share your word and to bring it forth and proclaim the mighty name of Jesus here, that, Father, each of us would go from this place with a greater revelation of what it really means to use the name of Jesus in prayer and in the realm of the Spirit. Father, open our eyes and hearts to see what a great and mighty thing that you've done for us, giving us that name to speak upon our lips, to make change in the realm of the Spirit. I thank you for your blessing upon the people. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, Amen. Amen. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Can you imagine that? This man had never walked today in his life. And yet, at the name of Jesus, he went walking, leaping, and praising God. His ankle bones received strength. How many believe the Word of God? How many believe this is true? This is not a fable. And did you know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And he will do the same miracles today as he did in the book of Acts. Amen. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go unto the Father. Amen. And Jesus ascended up into heaven and the Holy Ghost was poured out. And that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, dwells in you, and quickens our mortal body and gives us power to be witnesses unto him. Oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's how this authority works. It works by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
And God has given us the right to use the name of Jesus just as Peter used it that day. Hallelujah. He went down to the temple for a prayer meeting, but he encountered a need. And I'll tell you, that need meter was in him. And he says, I don't have any change on me today. I don't have any money with me today, but I've got something that you need, such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he leaping up. Wow, what a miracle. This is not only a healing. I mean, if he was healed, it would take him, you know, six months to regain the strength. But immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Can you picture that in your mind this morning? Walking and leaping and praising God. (laughs) Hallelujah. You get happy like that in in the country church? Praise God. Hallelujah. Walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John. Held them. All the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? It wasn't their own power and holiness. It was the name of Jesus. I want to encourage you today, folks. How many here are believers? Oh, yeah, but I'm just an ordinary believer. Well, how much more ordinary do you get than a fisherman? He's just a plain guy. But he knew Jesus. Amen. He knew about his rights to use the name of Jesus. He says, why are you looking at us as though by our own power, our holiness, we had made this man to walk? You saw that girl that was healed, that was deaf. She came to the meeting deaf and she left hearing. There was a lot of them on this trip. Deaf people that heard. That, that heard. Amen. But folks, I didn't do it. It's his power. It's his name. It's his authority. Amen. We've got to quit depending upon ourselves and start depending upon the Lord. And realize how great our God is. Amen. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. And you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life. Whom God has raised from the dead, whereof ye are witnesses. I like Peter, you know, he's a bold preacher. He said, you killed the Son of God. Amen. You know, it's good to be confronted with our sin. 
Amen? It's good to re- Did you know that the wages of sin is death? Did you know that everyone who doesn't receive Jesus is already condemned? The Bible said this is the condemnation that lights come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light. We need to preach conviction. Not beat people down because Jesus is the answer. He lifts us up. But first we have to realize our need for Jesus. Those people in North Korea, they realize their need for Jesus. They're willing to go to prison for him. Amen? But sometimes we don't realize what a great gift we have, the gift of eternal life. What a great thing it is. Because without him, we're lost and hopeless and without God in this world. Peter said, you killed him. You, you know, you denied the holy one and the just and you desired a murderer to be granted unto you. He called it like it was. They went, whoa, did we do that? We're religious. You know, there's a lot of religious folks that are lost. Amen. They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. I want to tell you something. People need Jesus. It says in here that there's no other name under heaven whereby we may be saved, but by the name of Jesus. I want to tell you those Hindu gods of those people will not save them. Mohammed will not save them. Allah will not save them. It's only the God he's talking about here. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the God of the world. The God of the universe. That's the God that sent Jesus as the Savior of the world. So I said, yeah, Christianity is one of the nice religions in the world. It's the only way. Jesus is, he said, the way, the truth, and the life. This world, my folks, my friends, are so, is so confused. They're saying, well, just a little religion's good. Let's just all get along. Well, I, I think we're supposed to get along and love one another, amen, regardless of religion. But the point is, only one saves, and his name's Jesus. And we have Jesus. Oh, man. I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I don't know what might come out now, Pastor Rich. (laughs) Folks, we have the word of life. Do you understand me? We have the only hope of the world. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the beginning, when I go to India, I tell them, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. One God. Not the God of the sun, the God of the moon, the God of this, the God of that. One God, the God he's talking about here, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He made everything. And then he created everything. And on the sixth day, he made you. Every day he made something. He said, man, that's good. That looks good. But on the sixth day, he made you. He said, it's very good. He made us good. Amen. He didn't make us full of sin and sickness and depression and war and hatred. But when Satan entered in, all that came with it. Amen. Sin came upon 
the human race. And the Bible said, with sin came death. And so there's a sentence of death on the human race. Judgment upon all. And that's what the Old Testament is about. It's to make us recognize that we're guilty. That we deserve hell. That we deserve judgment. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's heaven or hell. Darkness or light. It's one or the other. There's no in between. But when Jesus Christ comes into a person's life, when they make him truly the Lord of their life and accept by faith what he did on Calvary's tree, their sins are washed away and they're made righteous. And he puts a new nature in them and makes them fit for his place. Hallelujah. That's why I'm excited about being a Christian. That's why I'm excited about being a preacher of the gospel. I've got, I've got the medicine that this world most needs. All I've got to do is open this book and start telling people about it. All I've got to do is let this message of his love and forgiveness flow out of my heart. But Satan's deceiving so many. Paul preached and preached and preached his heart out and traveled and suffered And he knew his message was powerful. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God unto salvation. But he said, if this gospel is hid, it's hid to those whose minds are blinded, who the God of this world has blinded their minds. I was at a minister's meeting the other night and one of the youth ministers got up and he said, he was talking about when young people go to to secular colleges today, within 30 days, the majority of the Christian kids that go to secular colleges within 30 days are doubting their faith. Brainwashed by the God of this world. What do we do? Reject education? No, let's raise up some good education based on the Word of God. Based on what it says, in the beginning, God created the earth. The heaven and the earth, it didn't come from a big bang. And you didn't come from a monkey. Lift your head up, your shoulders back, and start living like a child of God. Oh, man. We are the people of God. We were created in His image. Come back to Him with all your heart. Follow Him faithfully. Live in dignity. Let the glory of God be released in your life. Today is a new day. We can't play church anymore, folks. We've got to let the God of glory live in us. Man, do you realize what's going on in this world today? Our country is going into socialism. The Taliban, radical Islam, is 60 miles from the capital of Pakistan. Pakistan has a nuke, folks. Iran either has a nuke or or close to has it. 
North Korea either close to has it or has it. Pirates just take huge billion-dollar loads and take them. It's trouble in this world. But I tell you, I know a Savior. I know the answer. One day he's coming back. He's setting up his government. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And the Bible said when Jesus comes back, they will beat their swords into plowshares. He's going to correct the nations and bring them under his government. But right now, folks, we've got a job to do. This gospel shall be preached in all the world. Then shall the end come. We're in this age of preaching. We're in this age of the grace of God. We're in this age when people can accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and come into a kingdom that's different than the kingdoms of this world. As it's so exciting. You say, man, it sounds dangerous. Human sacrifice. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd rather have a little danger than just die of boredom. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Am I speaking anybody's spirit today? I'd rather have a little danger than die of boredom. Come on. Come on, country church. Come on. You've got a destiny in Jesus Christ. Oh, you're putting on a show. No, I'm not. The Holy Ghost is talking to hearts today. The Holy Ghost is saying, stir yourself up. Stir yourself up in the Holy Ghost. Who you have a destiny to reach this world for Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, let the fire. Jeremiah said his words like a fire in me. Oh, I can't contain it anymore. Killed him. God raised him. <laughs> you, can't, you can't defeat the Son of God. It was not possible for death to hold him. God raised him from the dead. And sat him at his own right hand in heavenly places. And he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. No matter what the Taliban says. I saw pictures on TV. They were had someone group of them, these uh, heroic men, holds down, hold down somebody and beat them. Beat them into submission. I tell you, our God doesn't operate that way. But he calls us to voluntarily surrender all to him because he's the king. <laughs> Is he the king of your life today? Is he the Lord of all? See the Lord of your emotions, your family, your finances. See the Lord. Oh, I tell you what. He's got a plan for you. I'm preaching tonight's sermon, I think, already. And so Peter says, his name. Through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. You say, well, what can I do for the Lord? I'm just a whatever. A butcher. I'm just a butcher. 
What can I do for the Lord? I'm just a homemaker. What can I do for the Lord? I'm just a high school student. What can I do for the Lord? You can use the name. What can you do? You can use the name. You can speak the name of Jesus. I heard the testimony of someone that got saved. And they said, it happened right after I heard the name of Jesus spoken by the lips of a believer. (laughs) There's power when a true believer says, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's power in that name. He said, this guy here who never walked a day in his life, he's walking and leaping and praising God. You know why? It's through the name and through faith in his name. Because we believe in the name. We were sent forth in the name of Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ, right? And we have been given the right and the privilege to use his name. His name in his name is wrapped up all his authority. You remember the great commission in Matthew? He says, go into all the world. Make disciples, teach all nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. Go in that authority. Go in the power of the kingdom of God. You are my delegates. You are my ambassadors. Praise God. Praise God. This is good preaching today. I like this preaching today. I'm just, I'm receiving of this too. Somebody says, that's a little too strong. It's what you need. It's what I need. We need some strong preaching. We got to wake up. You realize what's in you? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Give I thee. In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. It's not just a little Bible fable. You know, this is history. In India, I saw the same thing. Maybe not as notable, but it's the same God. It's the same name. You know, you know, a lot of those people, nobody ever gave them a lesson on how to believe God. They didn't have teaching from Kenneth Hagin or somebody to learn how to have faith. They just, they're just receptive, you know, and you use that name. Deaf people here. I was in one meeting. You saw at the end there where all the people were, the bigger meeting, and I was helping another evangelist. And afterwards, they had, they had me praying for people, and people started coming to me, and there was like 100, 150 people surrounding me wanting prayer. And I had an interpreter with me. And I would pray for one people, and as soon as, one person, as soon as I was done, somebody else would grab my arms and pull them up on their head. Pray for me. <laughs> Desperate. They don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield over there. I needed to be healed. There was HIV AIDS. There was headaches. There was deafness. There was blindness. 
And many of those people received instant manifestations, I heard through the interpreter. Praise God. Because Jesus is still alive and the name of Jesus is still potent. Did you realize that when you use the name of Jesus, it's, it's like taking the whole Bible, all the truths of the Bible, and slamming the devil right in the face with it. It really is. Because the name of Jesus represents all the truth in here. It represents the truth of creator, his, his creative power and creative ability. It represents all the Old Testament truth. It represents all the redemptive truth. It represents the work of the cross. It represents his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy. When you say the name of Jesus, you're saying mercy, mercy, mercy. See, when people are under judgment, they're bound and the devil has access into their life. But when mercy comes through the blood of Jesus, there's deliverance. That's why there's a connection through the, the blood of Jesus to deliverance. Because the blood, through the blood, we can have forgiveness and we can have grace. And it puts us in God's camp. So when you say in the name of Jesus, you're saying mercy, mercy, mercy. His blood speaketh better things than of Abel. You're talking about his burial. You're talking about his resurrection. You're telling the devil, Jesus is alive. You're talking about his ascension. You're talking about he, who he is. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It's all these things. Fill your heart with these truths. And when you pray for somebody and you say, in the name of Jesus... Recognize all the authority of heaven that stands behind that. Begin to meditate on that. I believe that Peter and John knew what the name of Jesus meant. I believe it was not just a religious phraseology that they used when they wanted to pray. I believe they understood the meaning that was in that name and the power that was in that name. One time I was in India and we... We were having a home meeting. We were in a town that didn't have a local church building like this. And for whatever reason, we didn't have an open-air service there, but we had a home meeting. And I got to preaching on John 14, 13, where Jesus said, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. <laughs> that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever you ask in my name. And just like, it's just like in that meeting, the revelation of that, of that truth came alive to us. There was three girls that lived in that home. Every night of their life, they would be tormented. They would be woke up in the middle of the night. They had no rest at night. Demon spirits would attack them. We prayed, and after that night, they were free. <laughs> Thank God. There was a man there that had problems with his knees for several years, and the Lord healed him. I was able to give a get a video of his testimony. There's power in prayer in the name of Jesus. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. Pray in Jesus' name. Jesus is the mediator. He's the go-between. 
Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man whole. Do you believe it? There's power in that name, amen? Look in the fourth chapter. After they, this man was healed, the religious leaders didn't like what had happened. In verse 7, And when they had set them in their midst, they asked, what, By what power or by what name have you done this? Did you ever notice people are interested in the name? <laughs> you know what the word denomination means? The root of that word? Name. Denomination means name. And I'm not saying that as a no, no uh, critical statement by that. I mean, the country church is a name. Tom Shanklin Ministries is a name, right? Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, people are always interested in a name. I was ministering at a nursing home this last week. And this guy, actually my wife works there. And so he knew I was coming. He, he, afterwards, he says, well, what religion are you? I said, I'm a Christian. Well, yeah, but which church? Well, I minister in all different churches. Lutheran, you know, the country church. Nazarene, I, I go where the Lord opens the door. You know, I kind of avoid this name thing because I believe the, the most important name is the name of Jesus, amen? But people always want to know about the name, these religious leaders. What name are you doing this in? Then verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of, of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by which means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Again, I am impressed as I read this about how bold Peter was. This is the guy that ran away, you know, when they accused him of being with Jesus. But he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he had a boldness. And we need that today in the church. I need more of that. I confess I need more of it. And you need more of it. I pray that today when we leave this place, we are going to be more bold than ever before to speak the name of Jesus. And somebody says, well, what are you doing over there at the country church? Say, well, over there, we talk about the mighty name of Jesus. We talk about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We talk about the only solution to mankind's problems. We talk about the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to hear it a little stronger, a little louder? You hear what I'm saying? I want you to get the spirit of this. We got to get strong in him. We got to let the spirit of God stir us to be vocal and bold. He's talking to the religious leaders of his country. He said, well, if you want to know how this guy got healed, well, let me just tell you, he's healed by the name of Jesus, the one that you crucified not too long ago. And this is the stone. Gave him a little theology here, a little, a little Old Testament. This is the stone which is set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. 
Neither is there salvation in any other. I tell you, the world needs to hear this. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He's the only way. And so they were persecuted. But notice what it says in verse 17. They let them go. But it says in verse 17, but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them. Everybody say threaten. Everybody say threaten. Have you ever been threatened? Now, I know maybe nobody's ever said, if you use that name of Jesus again, you're in trouble. But maybe, maybe they have. Maybe you're on the job and you shared Christ and, and uh, somebody told you, hey, you're going to lose your job. Well, you need to be respectful in the job. I'm not saying that. But there's opportunities for us to become intimidated. I know a few weeks ago, I was in the mall where I walk. I get my exercise walking around this mall. And there was a guy there that struck up a conversation with me. Started asking me questions. And I was talking to him. And I knew we were, I was about to go my way. And I'd never see him probably again the rest of my life. And I thought, is this guy saved? And so I started talking to him about his salvation. I said, do you know if you're going to heaven? He said, well, yeah, I've, I've been baptized and confirmed. You know, I go to church and I pray. And so, he, I mean, maybe he was saved. But the thing about it was, there was a, uh, a reaction there, a negative reaction that I had asked him about that. Now, I like to witness. I like to see people get saved. And even if they don't get saved, I like to give the gospel to them and show them tell them how they can get saved so later on that seed can grow. Amen? But I have to confess that intimidated me a little bit. I kind of backed off a little bit on my witnessing. I thought maybe I'm getting a little carried away here. But you see, we've got to be bold if we're going to get this message out. There's people that need to hear about Jesus. It's the most important thing we can do. It's the most important message in the world. It, it, it's the reason you exist as a church. It's to let the world know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And there's no other name. So they threaten them. So that they speak henceforth no man in this name. Well, after that, they got back together with the church. Everybody say the church. Thank God for the church. You know, maybe you go out all week and you, you're beat up and you have, you know, you're out there being impounded by the world. Thank God for the church where you can come and be prayed for and be encouraged. And they came back together and they prayed. And this is what they said in verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal. Everybody say heal. And that signs and wonders may be done how? By the name. By the name. By the name. Turn to your neighbor, poke him a little bit, say by the name. Not the name of your denomination. Not the name of your pastor. 
name of Jesus. <laughs> the name that's higher than ever any other name. I was reading about those sons of Sceva. It's over there in that 19th chapter of Acts. They said, this name's working pretty good. They were exorcists. We want to get some devils cast out. We're going to start using the name of Jesus. So there was this fellow that had a demon. They said, we exhort you by the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. Come out of him. That fellow about killed six or seven of them. He says, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? They said, the name of Jesus works really good. Let's try it out. But you see, the name of Jesus only has power in a believer. They forgot one thing. They needed to get saved first. Amen? They needed to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives first. Then they can use the name of Jesus. They needed to be born again. How many have been born again? Hallelujah. I've been born again. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me today. Pastor Rich, is this okay? You're going to let me come back after this? I just, you know what it is, though. I know what it is. It's I just feel God wants to impart a boldness to us today. I think God wants us to quit being so sheepish about our faith. We need to be sheepish in our relationship to him. But when it comes to letting people know about the king of kings, we've got to, we've got to rise up in this hour. We've got to use the name of Jesus. We've got to be bold. We've got to start laying hands on somebody. We've got to start using the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, Lord, and that signs and wonders may be done, Lord, by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, this place was shaken where they were assembled together. You think this place could take some shaking today? Did you build the foundation good enough for some shaking? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stretch forth your hand to heal in the name of your holy child Jesus. And that signs and wonders may be done in that mighty name. Oh Lord, shake us, embolden us, turn us on and turn us loose on this world. It is no time to compromise. If you compromise now, you'll be out. Because when it gets harder and more difficult, you won't be able to stand. This is the hour to make the decision about where you stand with the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ready to go all the way with him? To follow his plan for your life. This message, you know, it went a different direction than I had envisioned altogether. But I do believe that the Lord is stirring us and encouraging us in our hearts to really choose to follow Jesus. 
to really get serious. The Word of God's true. It doesn't matter what some professor at a secular university says. Well, I have a PhD. That might mean post hole digging. Hello. Education is good if it has the right foundation. And there's no other foundation that can be laid but the foundation of Jesus Christ. 